you're listening to Over the Oxford podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. I want to talk today about an idea that comes from the really fabulous horseman Warwick Schiller. And you might have already heard it, and he's talking about it from the perspective of a horse and a horse's mind. But I love the analogy so much that I think it really does apply to our minds as well. You may have already heard about it. He calls it the horse's worry cup. So he says that if you imagine you have this cup, or your horse has this cup, and each time there's something that worries a horse, then the cup gets a little bit filled. And that's okay. They're okay about it, just like a human would be. So you have the same kind of cup. And if there's something that worries you a little bit, maybe you're feeling late, or you've lost your phone, or you've got lost when you're trying to find somewhere, there'll be that little flutter of worry. But it's not going to be something that debilitates you. And as soon as you find the phone, or as soon as you find the place that you want to get to and so on, then the worry just drops off. And then your worry cup is empty and it's ready to be filled again. So it's just the same with the horses, that they have a worry cup and things that worry them go into their cup. Warwick Schiller tells a really, really lovely story about a lady whose horse was scared of rabbits. And he said, okay, well, think about it like this. If your horse sees one rabbit, then one rabbit goes into the worry cup and your horse is pretty much okay. Your horse might spook if a rabbit jumps out in front of them unexpectedly. But basically, the horse knows the rabbit's pretty small. It's not a predator. It'll be okay. But what happens then? If there are two rabbits, well, two rabbits then go into the worry cup and the worry cup just gets filled a little bit more. Well, what happens if there's three or four? And he talks about there being 12, 12 rabbits. And now there they are, all hopping about, doing their thing, starting to run about, getting spooked themselves. Then your horse starts to have a really full worry cup. So after about 12, then maybe your horse, in that case, would exhibit some kind of behaviour. And it might be that they buck or rear, or maybe they bolt. And you wouldn't know why, necessarily. You wouldn't, you would think, well, this is the 12th rabbit that we've passed or we've already seen one rabbit and we know it's fine. So there's these other little rabbits munching away on their grass. Why is that not fine? And we would kind of raise our eyes to the ceiling and think, oh my goodness, horses, how can you freak out? But what's happened is that the worry cup has got absolutely crammed full. So any tiny little thing on top, Now, maybe for a certain horse, their worry cup is filled when there are 11 rabbits and that 12th one, which as a human, we think, well, it's just another one. They're just little bunnies hopping around. But for your horse, it overloads the worry cup. The worry cup is overflowing 
And so this promotes some kind of behavioral response. And rather than thinking about it being, you know, some big trauma that the horse is going through, there are things that we would know would be large and big and scary for horses. You know, they their worry cup would be instantly filled. And then we can kind of make it logical and think, well, no wonder the horse booked or spooked or whatever. But it's when it's those little things that we're like, well, for goodness sake, there's nothing going on. What are you doing? But we forget that the horse's worry cup has already been filled by the time we get to that straw that breaks the camel's back. I am mixing metaphors a lot here, but you get what I mean. And so those outbursts that you see, and they they seem to come out of nowhere, they don't seem logical until you start to think about the build-up and how a horse empties their worry cup. So maybe a particular horse empties a worry cup by being out in the fields, nothing to do but eat grass and do a little bit of walking around a bit. Maybe another horse gets their worry cup completely emptied by lots of exercise. And you can see then that knowing your horse and knowing what fills their worry cup up really rapidly and knowing then that we need to draw back and have some emptying of the worry cup is really, really useful. And I like the fact that at any one moment, Warwick Schiller basically says, soon as you know, this horse is ready to do something, or maybe you know it beforehand, you need to take the level of your activity down. So whatever it might be. So he says, you know, conventionally, you might be cantering and you realize that the horse is getting faster and faster and faster. Or maybe you have realized that and you're already trying to control that and trying to hold your horse, which obviously it's going to fight against if it's in this flight mode. And he says, well, some people would say, bring the canter back to a nice slow canter. But he says, bring it right down. Bring it right down to a walk or even a halt. So don't even think about staying within the same gait or doing something slightly lower level. Bring it right down. Get that cup completely emptied before you proceed again. And I really like that because it would be more in my nature when I was riding to slow the canter down or bring it down to a trot. I probably wouldn't think, oh, we're getting a bit kind of excited here or a bit anxious here. Let's bring it down to a walk or a halt. I probably would bring it down, but not that far. And so I like that idea that we're getting rid of our 12 rabbits we're emptying the worry cup before we go back and we try again. And maybe we try again on a slower accelerated path. And so I like the fact that when you think about your horses, then you can also completely see that our brain works the same way. Because the unconscious mind is the same in horses and humans. It's just that a horse lives so much more in their unconscious mind than a human does. Because we've got this higher mind, if you like, 
we've got this prefrontal cortex where we can do lots of reasoning and make things logical and rational and we can criticize and judge and all that kind of good stuff. Having that mind means that we spend a lot of time, most of us, in that mind and not necessarily in that unconscious mind. However, we still fill up our worry cups. So as I said at the start, it might be that if you've just got up and you're in a really good mood, but you can't find your phone, it's slightly concerning, but it's okay. You're not in a tailspin. But imagine that you've been up a while now and you've got yourself ready and maybe you've got a hectic day ahead. Maybe there are some things that are going to cause you concerns or things that you need to really concentrate on and be completely on top of your game. If you've got children, maybe you've got the children ready. If you've got horses and you've got dogs and cats, you've had to sort all those out. And you're running slightly late and then you lose your phone. And you can see that that can really, really send you into the headless chicken mode where you can't even think straight. You're looking in places that, you know, you would you never look. You're looking in the fridge and the oven. And you, you're in this kind of panic because your cup has been filled up, filled up so much beforehand. So how are we going to get our cups emptied? Can we metaphorically stop cantering and start walking with the express goal of emptying this worry cup. And so how do we do it? We need to have some kind of personalized plan because in the moment when you are cantering metaphorically and you can't find a solution and you are getting stressed and you are getting worried and you are getting anxious, that is the moment when you can't think. So you won't be able to suddenly create a wonderful new way to get rid of this worry. So we almost have to have it pre-planned and we have to know ourselves really well. What takes the 12 rabbits out of our own worry cup? Could it be that it's going for a walk? Could it be that it's sitting down and doing some kind of craft work or it's reading or it's watching a film or a box set? Is it doing something active? or listening to certain sounds on one of those apps that has rain or has the sea and so on. So find out what is your emptier, what empties the 12 rabbits out of your worry cup. Can you do that in the moment? Now you might say to me, okay, well, going back to your previous example, when you're running late, and you've had a really bad morning and it's probably still only 7am. You have the kids ready, the horse is ready, the dog's ready, the cat's ready. Everything's just taken up far more time than it ever needed to do. You're running around chasing your tail and all of a sudden you lose your phone. That is perhaps not the time to think, right, I'll just go and do a bit of yoga now and make myself an hour late, but it'd be fine. I just need to empty my worry cup. So we also need to have not necessarily these things that we can do, but something quick and easy that we can do in the moment that is only going to take a few seconds, maybe a minute of our time to bring us back down. 
So for some people, this will be a visualization. And I love to visualize a meadow of wildflowers. And it's got poppies and cornflowers and all sorts of flowers just kind of gently swaying in the grass, in the wind. And that's very, very calming to me. And I also breathe quite deeply. I imagine that the breath's going right down into my pelvis and then it's coming up from the pelvis and out. And that's what I do. But that isn't necessarily what would help you. Maybe a breathing exercise on its own. But you have to have it pre-planned because when you are at that point where you're losing your tether or you're so anxious that you can't think straight, then you'll never find the thing that calms you down. You need to have it already, almost standing by your worry cup. And so what would it be for you? Would it be breathing? Would it be a visualization? Are you the kind of person who is more stick than carrot? Are you just going to talk to yourself and tell yourself, right, enough. That's completely enough now. Snap out of it. Get going. Or are you the type of person that needs a shoulder to cry on and you need an arm round your shoulder? And if so, how do you soothe yourself? Can you just do something really quick? It's said that cold water is fabulous for anxiety when we're overly emotional. Could you run your hands under cold water for a couple of minutes? See if you can find your way of emptying the for when you have plenty of time and you can listen to something, watch something, have a sit down, go for a walk. And also when you're short on time and you need that quick and instant fix. Let me know what works for you. Let me know as well if you have any suggestions for these podcasts, whether there's a particular topic you would like to hear, or maybe there's a particular person that you would recommend. Take care for now. And I'll see you again very soon.